As it's often said, children don't come with their own manual, nor is there a parental guide that matches the child or children you have. And there sure is no one-size-fits-all parenting guide. And the big one? As long as you and your children are alive, you are still parenting. You know, what we all could use as parents is parental information, ideas, and solutions that help us better understand what we got ourselves into, planned or not. Oh shit, I'm a parent now. Let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I had to jump on this one today because this actually, I mean, came to me out of nowhere, but I felt it's so important that I got to talk about this one and like jump on the podcast and just maybe someone else is thinking the same way I'm thinking or maybe they're not, but I had to jump right onto this one. But let me start with this first. In this life of parenting, we cannot always do great things. We can only do small things with great love. Mother Teresa, remixed by Jay Roman. I'm Jay Roman. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Oh, shit, I'm a parent. Let me open with this one. Listen, it's true. I've wanted to walk away from parenting. Sometimes your kids get you to a point where you want to lose it, but hang in there. In most cases, you need them more than they need you. Yeah, this podcast today, I wanted to jump in it. The The initial title was, Then There Were Three. I was going to jump right in and talk about uh, my three children, how they came about, and let me just start off with, um, listen, I always want to take the opportunity for saying thank you for being here on this podcast. Again, you can be out there parenting. You don't have time for that, but you carved a little bit of time to join me here on this podcast, and I thank you. I thank you so much for being here because, hey, if this is something you can get gain something from, I applaud you, but I want to commend parenting always because it is not an easy job. And once you become one, once you have released your seed or released your egg, you and that that human being is born, you are a parent. Period. It's the job for life whether you do it, whether you send that child up for adoption, you have still been blessed with that person to that's in this world because of your DNA. Congratulations. And But for those who are here to get some uh, insight, hear some of my crazy stories, thank you. Um, but I, I, I really did have to open up with that initial statement because, listen, the commonality of parenting is that I don't care who you talk to and they're talking about, oh, it's an easy job, bullshit, 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 bullshit. No matter what kind of partner you have involved, it's going to create something. It has changed you. But getting into uh, where I'm at right now, then there were three. And the initial approach to that title was getting into each child and how it it 
changed the perspective of how we did things because all of a sudden we are a party of five. And that, and we're still a part of a five truly grateful to continue to have my children around and for me to be here in their lives. But, uh, the subtitle is, uh, then there were three miniature, miniature adults. <laughs> what, what does that mean? <clears throat> Listen, um, I say, don't mistake your kids for being kids. Look at them as miniature adults, and it will be easy to treat them that way. I appreciate the parents that I have seen. So out and about, I constantly observe parenting and people doing the parenting job and what they do. And, man, I am so impressed with some of these families that that the other day, uh, I think we're you know, I wish I can pinpoint exactly where I was, but this is, this is what I saw. I saw a couple walking down the street. I seen two in a stroller and two walking next to them. I seen two, the both parents, this is me assuming again, both parents, uh, walking them. (laughs) And I looked at it and I get a little bit of, you know, like, Oh, that's so cute. You know, and of course, I have my days where I go, dang, thank God that ain't me anymore. Woo! Get me out of this mess. Um, and that's probably be, that's probably when I see the little little ones. I really did enjoy when my children were toddlers because um, they were just, I mean, boatloads of just chaos. But I look back at that chaos and I get a chance to appreciate that chaos. When I see other parents walking with their kids and I go, oh, there's chaos in that house. Because when they're all such, they're all young at the same time. Holy moly, I already know what's going on in that household. There is proper, just everything's up in the air. I can promise you the parents' bed isn't made. I can promise you the kids' beds aren't made. I I mean, there are certain things that I can promise and I can guarantee that there's shit everywhere. I'm talking Toys, shoes, unless, unless somebody is OCD cleanup, then I can see everything's in order. But even then, that's a huge challenge. But I say to yourself, lend yourself for a little bit of chaos and mess all over the place. We had a minivan. And what I had control of with that minivan was the fact that that I can keep that sucker shiny on the outside. Boy, did I keep it waxed to the T, rims nicely, you know, because if I was going to drive a minivan, that, that boy, that bad boy was going to be lit. Now, when you open the door, uh, 31 flavors on the floor. I could not control that. Or I would have been coming out of the pocket constantly going to uh, get it detailed, which wasn't worth it. You know, we had this little, you know, and we had this spot in our home where it was upstairs. You know, we had a two-story home, and the kids can actually reach their hand out of between the the stair rail and then just drop their juice cup bottle and literally put in their order. Just like, you know, my own juice. Okay. It's, you know, and they would notice. <laughs> 
<laughs> Next thing you know, you'd see the bottle flying down the stairs and it would land like, like right there at the bottom of the stairs, right near the kitchen where we can just go grab it. And these kids <clears throat> uh, learn that real quick. But on that one little spot where that bottle or juice cup would land was, I mean, was abstract art, just different colors. And there was no, you know, when the guy came to shampoo our carpets, I would like, could you focus a lot on this area right here? Because it seemed to be just indented with that landing, that landing of, because sometimes they wouldn't finish all the juice, but it would land and that, you know, impact would cause a little spurt of whatever's in there and it would land on the carpet. But did we bother cleaning it up? No, we just, hey, it was just a thing. It was part of the system that was in the house to keep chaos at a minimum. Um, I'm going off. I'm going off on that. But uh, it's the truth. It's the truth uh, about seeing these parents. And I just want to say I, me and my three kids, for me, for me, was enough. I still don't know how my my in-laws, he was one of 22 children. What? That is unfathomable in these days. But it's what happened. And he's they survived. 22, all 22 kids are doing just fine. Maybe some passed here and there. But in those days, was, was mom and dad constantly on them about things? No. I think half those kids were out exploring at a very young age. I can remember me walking the streets at like six, seven years old. I would think I might've been younger than that, like six, seven, walking up and down the neighborhood, going to the corner store, riding my bike, doing, and I was going far. I look back to this very day and drove by my old neighborhood and go, wow, I was going far at a very young age. But that's all part of how that generation raised their kids. What's different from now? What's different from now? There's a few things. And one of the things that I had noticed, I was at a park. And that's kind of what brought up this subject. It was, and the reason I say miniature adults, because be careful how you talk to your kids. What do I mean by that? Be careful how you talk to your kids. No, no, I don't mean, oh, oh, watch your curse words around them like teachers would. But someone shared a perspective with me a while back. Someone shared, and they said this. How long we spend as actual kids, little kids, versus how long we're adults. And it got me thinking early before my children were born. And when I thought about it in that way, it truly saves time and frustration and creates a balanced human being. I did it. And the science is true. And I bring that up because it kind of, like I said, the scenario I, I, I witnessed at a, at a park when I had taken my nephew there was this. Be careful how you talk to your kids. I watched this mom talk to, I think I, I want to say six, six years old, maybe, maybe a little, 
maybe he okay six seven what because the kid was bigger but the way she was talking to him it was like if he was one two years old but even then you shouldn't talk to your kids like that at one two years old and you got into this okay well you need to do this when you do the and you need to listen okay what we go what what do we do what do we do then no 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 we don't do that hold up hold up why are you talking to the kid like that? And then she goes to talk to her friend that's with her at the park. Maybe a friend says, I don't know. Whoever was with her, company at her park. Then she turns around and talks to this person. Oh, yeah. And I was just doing, uh, you know, and we were, yeah, we were thinking about that going about going there the other day. But when it came to the kid, it talk was this. And don't do that, okay? And then you, and then goes back to her friend and talks. But I, you know what? My, we were thinking about going this way to the park, but we thought about, and I was like, whoa, there it is. I need to talk about that. And then it just brought up, brought up a whole, like, whole thing into how, how, I raised my kids and what we were doing and how that perspective early on before my kids, because when I was working at the Boys and Girls Club, listen, there were some kids in there from uh, six years old up until, you know, uh, uh, 18. I think that was the age to cut off. But I talked to that six and seven year old the same way I did that 18 year old. No difference. We were going to talk the same way. I wasn't going to. You know, if anything, the one thing I did do was I got down to their level and talked to them. But I still talk to them in this adult voice that I have. A friend of mine had had brought up to me. <clears throat> she was so impressed. She got a chance to actually work with my kids. And the three of them, and she goes, oh, my God. I love you. Like your kids are amazing. Like the way they, you know, they respond, they talk and, you know, I'm like, okay. And then she goes, she's, she was pregnant at the time. And she goes, what kind of advice would you give me about, you know, what's the one, what's the one thing, you know, me being a parent, what one, what one thing would you tell me? And I was like, um, I sat there for a second thinking, well, I wouldn't baby talk. Don't ever baby talk your kids. Talk to them as miniature adults. That word about miniature adults. Miniature, miniature, miniature. Try it. Miniature, mini, miniature. All right, I'll be on that word all day. But miniature adults, mini adults. She said, what do you mean by that? Okay, well, let me give you an example. One, don't ever baby talk your kids. Um, and I was like, I was given a perspective years ago before I had my kids, and I think it saved me and helped me raise my own children. And that was, don't, listen, the time that they spend as children, let's just take it. All right, let's let's break the age group down. You get in there and you're talking baby talk, up until they're like four years old. And maybe you change the tone a little bit. But right there, you're having to break another cycle. 
kids watching you change how you talk now. And you go, well, you need to do this. And now they're like 10. But that kid's talking like, and you just got to break another cycle. Now they're 15. You got to break another cycle. And then you're getting on them because you're saying, well, why don't you and this and getting on them because they haven't reached that state. What state am I talking about? I don't know. But, you know, you you've seen it. You've seen you've seen baby talk and you've seen uh, uh, I'm just saying what I'm saying. Don't don't get yourself where you're saving time and frustration. And I was like, well, let me break it this way. They're going to spend more time being an adult than they are as little kids. Just 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 chew on that for a second. And think about that. They're going to spend more time as adults than they are as little people. Because think about little people, they're going to go up until maybe about six. Nowadays, I don't know what it is with these kids, man. These kids are coming out with already know how to operate a smartphone. No one taught them. They just already know how to swipe. They already know how to like click the stuff that they want. And man, I miss the days of playing with blocks and pegs. And But we'll get into another episode about toys. Because I had toys today bother me. Or what parents think are toys. You know, there's a, we're, we're losing a generation of kids who just don't know how to do the everyday things for human survival and we'll get into that in another episode if you get if you so so desire to join me on that next episode but let's dive into this a little more think about it they're probably going to get to a the age let's just break it down to when we determine our children are adults we are holding them to 18 that you are an official adult now think about 18 and think about just the teen age years. You got 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, just about five, six years that they get a chance to kind of be teenagers, right? And we look at them a certain way when they're teenagers. Well, now it's time to grow up. Well, if it's time to grow up, I hope you gave them a head start in that you weren't breaking them from being uh, tweens or breaking them from being toddlers or breaking them from being infants. <clears throat> oh, it sounds oh, it sounds like how do you what do you mean? I don't want to talk. I talk baby talk to my child. Listen, listen, I did the whole right because you you're kissing on them, you're hugging on them, you're making them laugh, you're trying to check out their motor skills, making sure they do certain things. You're being surprised, you're showing them happy faces. Right? <laughs> right? You're showing them how happy they could be and but yeah, I'll go down that line a little bit, little bit later. Not on this not on this episode, but um because it just it it brought something to my mind on how we as parents go so deep into sharing, you know, never really being who we are. But when they're like baby babies and toddlers, 
We do all, we, we want to show them that the world is fantastic. It's amazing. Right? And then we get somewhere and then we start showing them like, well, yeah, well, the world's not what you think it is. Why don't you grow up? You got to go out there. You know, we start throwing on the hard stuff on them. And we really start effing them up, man. Listen, I am truly grateful for my mom and my dad because growing up as a kid, my mom, she was always flaring on me, just, ah! And very rare days that I'd catch her all smoothed out and laid back. Maybe she was kind of on something one of those days or something. But, I, hey, I'm hey, I, I'm transparent right now. Listen, I had a mom who, who had substance abuse. She did. And she still not so much abuses it anymore, but she uses it as a dependent. It helps her get through her day. That's okay. And as a kid, I got an opportunity to witness that firsthand. And, you know, I knew when my mom was uh, on one. I knew when she was high. And I knew as a kid what I could take advantage of. All right, go ahead, mama. Get high because I'm going to go do this. <laughs> yeah, so for those parents out there getting high, trust me, you got your kids waiting on you. Waiting on you. Go ahead, get high. Okay, when they're high, then I can go do this. <laughs> Woo! Opportunity. Well, at least me. I was a very opportunistic kid when I seen that. And I can see the transformation. Okay, all right. She's almost there. Okay, she's there. Hey, Mom, can I go over to so-and-so's house? Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead and go. Yeah, just be back. Okay. Woo, I was out. But ask her before that, it was a no. Guaranteed. Guaranteed no. <laughs> but uh, baby talk. Let's Let's leave that one there baby talk I think you get the point to that one but the other part is keep in mind that phrase miniature adults and treating them that way and one thing that I realized with that and I told that and we had a nice little discussion regarding that and I went further and I said you know what with my children I was transparent I was open I was open about my feelings. They knew when I was sad. They knew when I was happy. I would come home and discuss my day openly. Did they understand it? Maybe not so much because I was talking to them very early. I'd come home and 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 I'd be holding my little my little girl and at the time I was working a not so desirable job but she was an infant. But she was my moment of someone I could talk to. I wasn't talking baby. I would I'd literally be like, hey, sweetie, daddy had a tough day. But because you're in my arms right now, my day has just gotten better. I had to deal with a supervisor that uh, just wasn't a cool person. I got off work late today when I probably could have got off hours earlier. Was that little four or five month old listening? I don't know. But she heard my adult voice. She felt my adult feelings. 
And I did the same thing with all three of my children. I shared my, I was transparent. And I told my wife, hey, listen, cry. It's okay. Be upset. But the one thing we didn't do really is we really didn't argue in front of our children. I, I thought that was the most important one. We would keep it for later discussion. And my wife and I never really lashed out in crazy arguments or anything like that. But we would have a heated discussion and we wouldn't fight, fight, but it'd be like, oh, we're going to talk about this later. Okay, cool, cool. We're going to talk about that later. You got it. Huh, huh. And then we'd get back into our parenting. Huh? You, who's hungry? Who wants to eat? Huh? Take care of that. Huh? You know, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't lash out in front of each other. And that was out of respect because, you know what, they were going to get, and they can see, you know, kids are very, very observant. Very, very observant. Because I think children are born with that initial gift. We're all born with that initial gift where we have to be, where it's a survival, where we, we sense feelings. We sense other people's feelings and where our feelings are and and how to navigate those feelings. And I think with my children seeing and being transparent as my wife and I were, it helped them deal with their own feelings. And that's still relevant to this very day. Still to this very day, I, I console my, with my children. Yeah, uh, I'm having a tough one. And to this day, they are able to lend some, some reassurance. Hey, Dad, you're going to be all right. You're going to be good. You're going to work that out. And I'm actually finding some of, some of what they sh- I shared with them. It's coming right back to me. So be transparent. And you'll find yourself with a little therapist, a little tiny therapist that will tell you everything's going to be okay. He explain, even though you think that they're babies, because what you're doing by being open and being transparent, you're giving them an opportunity to see what it's like as an adult. They haven't reached and got the, 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 what do you call it? All the connectors haven't made it in place yet because my daughter, 24, still reflects on things to this very day. Oh, dad. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was because it's sitting there in the brain. But she has been able to use that through high school, through, I mean, through all of her, all my kids have been able to use that balance. I believe it creates a serious balance for your children because you're exposing them to the world, the real world. You're not having to break it to them later and go, oh, by the way, you have to be an adult now. No, you've been grooming them as an adult since they've been little, since they've been tiny. So miniature adults, if you just put that in your mind, they're miniature adults. And I commend those parents out there that, man, I watch them walking, talking with their children in the mall or wherever they've been. And they're straight up. Like I remember my mom was just straight up. No, you ain't doing that. Blah, blah, blah. And would give me and what? Yeah. You know, listen, there's parents who cussed at their kids. I don't believe in that so much because I held my curse words until they actually. And still, my kids will not really curse in front of us. They won't do it. They will just 
I mean, I hear them cuss around their friends, but if they know I'm in the vicinity, they won't cuss, nor will their friends. I'll take that as respect because I wasn't cussing in front of my kids. I wouldn't use the F word or any of those words. Now, when I'm with my boys hanging out, yeah, I'd, I'd get up there and say a few of those words that were less desirable, throw some bombs out there. But around my kids, no, no. That's probably the only thing that I forbid from treating them as miniature adults. It's just be, be intellectual with your kids. If you find, let them be that, share with them, be open. That's helping them. Don't shield them, guard them, because doing that, eventually the guard is going to be lifted because they're going to be adults. And then all of a sudden they are faced with all of this adulting coming around them, people coming, and those are the ones who can't handle it. Those are the ones who can't handle life. But if they watch you and you are transparent with it, how you talk to them, what you show them, what you're thinking, it's going to make for a better human being later on in life. Hey, listen, with all my children, I treated them as individuals. That was the other one. Individuals. What do I mean by that? Because I wasn't trying to fit each kid into the same round peg. One kid took this. I could go to my daughter and talk about my day, but I I got the, the youngest one who really just wasn't into it. Okay. Now he is, but back then he wasn't. But I'd have to talk to him about something different. More or less ask him how his day was. So how was your day? Good. And you know, so funny. Um, actually, I'm going to go into that one a whole nother episode. You know, it, treating them as individuals. What does that mean? Especially those with multiple kids. <laughs> Listen, I understand that all of us, you make spaghetti and everyone needs to eat spaghetti. But let's ha- let's discuss that. Let's have a, a family discussion about that. Okay, who wants spaghetti? Get a show of hands. All right. All right. Who wants uh, chicken nuggets? All right. There, get a show of hands. All right. Who wants uh who wants fish sticks? All right, show of hands. And sometimes we would literally uh, feed them individually because there was no point on trying to force someone to do something that they didn't want to do. Okay, I got one kid, who, one child who hates broccoli, one child who loves broccoli, but I'm not going to spend all day at the table forcing, forcing him to eat his broccoli when his sister will absolutely devour it, Right. So let's find an alternate. Well, but we'll go into that another another day. The truth is, I refuse to grow up. And I won't let my kids grow up either. However, I have learned to behave at the dinner table. Yep. Chew on that one for a minute. Yeah. I refuse to grow up but I've learned to behave at the dinner table. I'll explain that on another podcast. But until then, remember, parenting is a priceless privilege. If you see it that way, you'll treat it that way. Excuse me while I go parent. Thanks for joining the podcast. See you on the next one.